Ladies and gentlemen, here we are back again with another episode of Drake's Corner. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and we have a plethora of coverage here today regarding NFL. Mostly just NFL. Um, there's not really much news going on with anything else. Aaron Judge hit his 62nd home run to break the AL record. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to go into baseball. I'm. I'm too unknowledgeable, so I'm not going to try and you know weigh an opinion and then get bombarded in the comments. But we have a plethora of coverage today. Um, and yeah, let's jump right into it. First on the list, Tua Tagovailoa's, um, you know, his concussion. The whole, pl- the whole ordeal, like I said last week, it was going to be an ordeal, and it came to the worst possible conclusion ever. There's, it's, it's a bad look for everybody. It's a bad look for the NFL. It's a bad look for the Miami Dolphins. It's not good for Tua. Um, you know, there's a lot of aspects that go into, you know, why it's bad or, or who let this happen and whatnot. Um, the medical doctor who, you know, you know, it, like a signed him to go back into the game. He was fired and. You know, in my opinion, he's the fall guy. Okay, there's a lot of people who could have stopped, you know, Tua going from back from going back into that game, and there's plenty of personnel that could have stopped that. Uh, offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, you know, doctor, you know, doctors say concussion protocol, you know, concussion protocol, uh, you know, sees who can play or who can't. Um, simply judging by the fact, you know, two weeks ago when Tua got up on his own two feet and stumbled, like you know, he was. A drunk person walking out of the bar um you know he was kind of in that same headspace you know considering the head injury that he took and you know there's plenty of people like the head coach who can say you know what no we're not going to risk that but uh protocol went through and he was and they said he was fine uh and as we saw he was not the injury against the cincinnati bengals and against the bills are 100 percent linked okay in my opinion you, you know um he gave up the fencing response that's what the medical term is called for his fingers uh, after the head slam uh, against Cincinnati, uh, you know, and con- a concussion expert uh, from uh, Insider.com, you know, says to his stiffened hands were pr- a primitive response that suggests damage to the brain's cortex. So, you know, um, this is a source from Insider.com. That's what a concussion expert that they that they interviewed said. So um, brain damage to the cortex, not a good look. Um the, you know, the fencing response can mean a lot of things. It's basically when your you know, your spinal cord and your head are kind of, um, you know, interlinked for a second and you throw up a kind of fencing response to protect yourself. That's what his whole fingers were. That's the whole science behind it anyway. Uh, you know, and just in hindsight, there was a whole movie made about this concussion issue. And as much as the NFL can do, you know, with changing up the helmets, uh, letting someone go back into the game after they looked, you know, like I said, drunk, getting back up after a hit like that just sets the league back about 50 years. OK, there's no good look for the NFL. There's no good look for the Dolphins. Uh, concussion experts are now calling for Tua's retirement because of the Dolphins' irresponsibility. And, you know, it's, you know, irresponsible on everybody involved. Uh, they fired somebody, and he's the fall guy. But, you know, in retrospect, a lot of people are at fault here. Um, there's a lot of people who could have stopped Tua from going back into that game. Uh, I firmly believe, you know, since the Cincinnati injury and the Bills injury are linked, I don't think he was ready to go back in. Obviously, you know, not everyone's going to show the same signs of a concussion. Uh, but, you know, when the first sign should have been when Tua was getting up and he was, you know, obviously – not in the right place. Uh, you can go through as many protocols as you can, but the first sign has to be the stop sign when it comes to a concussion. Okay. 
So, yeah, with an issue like this, it just sets the league back so far. You know, they got these new Rydell Speed Flex helmets that are sp- supposed to prevent concussions all around. Um, but, you know, there's no guarding. Getting thrown around by a 350-pound man as hard as, you know, he possibly can onto your head. So, yeah, now experts are calling for Tua's retirement. Um, I see that as a likely thing. Um, you know, he can be in as good spirits as he wants to be, but, you know, head injuries are a no-no, and, um, you know, these are the experts, and I, I don't think you can go against what they say, uh, and I really hope that this isn't the case, but um, just from seeing, and, you know, I've never seen that those fingers after the injury, that's going to haunt That's gonna haunt my dreams, okay? It, it was a scary sight. It sets the league back. Um, yeah, shame on Miami, shame on everybody involved. Um, it's just not a good, it wasn't a good day for the NFL on, uh, on last Thursday night. So yeah, on to the next topic, a a more brighter topic, you know, well, for the city of Pittsburgh, uh, you got Kenny Pickett. Um, you know, he threw three picks. Okay. Let's get that out of the way right now. But you know, each of those interceptions, I wouldn't say were, you know, his fault per se. Uh, he made his debut against the Jets. Um, it was ugly. Uh, but he scored two rushing touchdowns, and, you know, he showed that he wasn't afraid to make, you know, he wasn't afraid to bomb the deep ball, like, in the slightest. He was he was, uh, he was, was poised. He was ready to make the big throws. He wasn't scared at all. You know, I think the Bears should really take into account what the Steelers are doing with Pickett already, throwing him into the fire and just letting him chuck that thing. Yeah, get the mistakes out early so you know. Um, but he's got the arm talent and the weapons for success. And, you know, while Mike Tomlin, the Steelers head coach, has only had Roethlisberger, they're, al- they're alike in a lot of ways. Uh, the arm talent, um, Pickett is a lot more mobile. Uh, yeah, and, you know, he can make a lot better plays, you know, running out of the play action. Uh, Roethlisberger, you know, kind of in the last three years of his career was kind of a, just a standing wall. Pickett can make a lot more plays than Ben Roethlisberger can. And we already saw the arm talent on Sunday. So, you know, Pittsburgh fans should expect a bright future with Kenny Pickett. He's got the talent. He's got the receivers around him. Uh, he's poised. He's ready to be the spark that Pittsburgh needs. You know, you should have heard the crowd when he entered the game. They were ecstatic, um, you know. And while they didn't pick up the win, um, you know, their quarterback situation might, you know, uh, it wasn't completely, you know, uh, a fluke. It wasn't, a, It wasn't. you know, um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Uh, you, you know, he showed showed he wasn't afraid to bomb the deep ball at all. And that's what they need, someone who can chuck that thing. And Mitch Trubisky, not the guy for that. Anyway, on to the Fab Five bets of the week. I got two spread bets. I got two money line bets and an over-under bet. Uh, so the Falcons are actually 4-0 against the spread this year. I'm going to keep that up. I get, they're the 7.5-point underdogs against the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are not the thrilling this year. I see the Falcons, you know, kind of edging into a one-score game. Maybe not winning, but uh, kind of making it less than a touchdown game. Pittsburgh against Buffalo. Pittsburgh is 14.5-point underdogs. That's very hard to cover for the Bills. I'm going to take the underdog bet here as well with Pittsburgh. Uh, I got Moneyline Vikings and Moneyline Eagles and Seahawks Saints over 44.5 points. Those are my Fab Five bets. If you want to win some money, throw some money on that sucker right there. You'll win some money. A lot of money talk. I love money. Who doesn't like the dollar-dollar bills at all? I do. Um, I'm not making money making making these videos, but it's fine. Um, anyway, main event of the show, NFL Power Rankings. Here we go. 
Number 10, um, Jaguars, once again, yeah, they're going to stick here. Uh, they played very well against, you know, a dominant Eagles team. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had a few, you know, fumbles, but that's a very fixable issue in my opinion, uh, you know, just protection-wise. And they were up 14-0 at the half against, you know, in my opinion, the best team right now in the NFL. Um, the Jaguars smoked the Chargers uh, two weeks ago. And, you know, this is a young, a young team. They're going to figure it out, sure enough. Uh, the defense looked very dominant in the first half, and, you know, it, the fumbles, like I said, that was an issue, and it's very easy to fix. I could see them, you know, like I said last week, um, bumping into that wild card spot. Trevor Lawrence having an outstanding year. I don't think it, it gets talked about enough, um, but number 10, yeah, the Jaguars. Number 9, I got the Giants. Well, they're one of the best rushing offenses in the league. Uh, Saquon Barkley looks, you know, kind of like his rookie yourself, and they're 3-1. and one. Uh, that's about it. There's not a lot of three and one teams in the league. Uh, it's that simple. They may not look scary, but they're finding ways to win. And, you know, um, uh, with a solid rushing attack, their coverage is great. Um, you know, they could put up some wins against some average teams. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs, but they're number nine right now. They're winning. Uh, number eight, I got the Rams. Yeah. They're going to drop a few spots here on my list, but you know, a tough in-division game at, you know, away against the 49ers, a team that knows them damn well. Um, yeah, that's going to, it's going to be a trap game for them, but, um, you know, this isn't anything to panic over. They're missing a few, you know, often offensive pieces. Uh, the talent is all still there skill player wise and defensively they're missing, uh, their starting center and their slot receiver right now, Van Jefferson. So what, you know, once these pieces are big components of a Super Bowl team, uh, this talent's all still there. I think this is, this is a few, like, a uh, kind of beginning of the season hump for them. I feel like they'll nudge back into the top five as, you know, the season rolls on. Uh, number seven, 49ers, team that just beat them. As much as I think, you know, that they're overrated, uh, their defense looks top-notch. And, you know, as much as their quarterback situation has been, you know, a drama fest, um, their defense top-notch and, you know, could carry them to a lot of wins this year. As if, you know, even if their offense doesn't perform well, if Debo can loosen up to uh, and provide a spark like he did against L.A., this team will be a Super Bowl contender, no doubt about it. Uh, he did it last year. He was the spark they needed offensively, and he showed, uh, you know, a 56-yard touchdown that uh, changed the entire momentum of the game on uh, Monday night. So, seven, I got the 49ers. I don't like them, but their defense is just top-notch, and, yeah, they could be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, number six, I got the Vikings. I don't necessarily think the Vikings are better than the two teams above them, but, uh, you know, the only issue is their coverage uh, on paper right now, and when an average corner is covering Justin Jefferson, uh, he's going to go off, and that's very clear. Marshawn Lattimore is not an average corner. He's an above-average corner, and Justin Jefferson made him look silly. This offense is poised to continue to progress, you know, through the season, and I could see them going as far as the divisional round, Um you know, with their new head coach, like still figuring it out, but he's an offensive genius. He learned through Sean McVay. Um, this team is due for success. Uh, if it's not this year, I don't think, um, you know, I think it's time for, maybe for a rebuild, maybe Kirk Cousins to go, but this is Kirk Cousins' make or break year. And um, yeah, they look solid though. They're three and one. Uh, the offense looks good. Uh, just better coverage is what they need. Uh, number five, I got the Ravens. Yeah, they're two and two, but you know, another game they should have won. On paper, I really think they should be undefeated. Um, but I do think they're a top five team in the league. Lamar Jackson still the MVP favorite right now. Uh, but these are mishaps that are luckily coming, you know, early in the season. 
and you know like playoff time I do think they'll come around and, and pick up some you know clutch wins towards the end of the season and maybe make a Super Bowl run and I think it's very capable for you know the Ravens to do that along you know in the AFC with the Bills and the Chiefs um, they're a surefire offense like those two teams so I do think they should be 4-0 I think it's very obvious that they could be um, but th- just you know late game mishaps that are unfortunately coming their way number four I got the Packers you know Aaron Rodgers once again finds a way to win um it's very rare to see a quarterback come back from throwing a pick six and finding a you know a way to still win after being down a touchdown after a momentum shift like that but Aaron Rodgers is one of those few guys that can come back from that and not let it affect him you know especially with his lack of receiving threats he still comes back and puts up 20 you know 20 points after throwing a pick six and it's very, it's very rare to see that. It's Aaron Rodgers. I expect nothing less. They're number four right now. Um, number three, I got the Bills. You know, they're only at three because two other teams are playing better football. Okay, they don't, you know, look as dominant as they did the first two weeks. But in my opinion, they have um, the most all-around upside. And, you know, like the other teams that I've mentioned, they're letting their mistakes out early. And, you know, but they're three and one. Um yeah, they had a tough loss against the Dolphins, but um, I think that game could have gone either way. And, yeah, there's, there's just a few late-game mistakes. They came back against the Ravens. That was a really solid win. Um, but, like, a number one team in a power rankings list has to be, you know, dominant all the way through. And I think these two teams have been playing better football. Number two, I got the Chiefs. Um, they couldn't have come back better uh, after a loss against the Colts. They put on an offensive onslaught against, you know, the most talented defense in the league, the Bucks. The Bucks haven't allowed more than you know 35 points in a game since um Todd Bowles became defensive coordinator so uh this is exactly what the Chiefs needed you know to reboot their offense and you know show the whole you know NFL community sports community what they're about Patrick Mahomes you know not needing Tyreek Hill um still having his threats there so and you know Clyde Edwards Hilaire too another underrated uh running back right now in the season he's putting up great numbers and yeah their offense looked unstoppable uh number one eagles they're four no not much not much more to say they faced you know uh their first kind of sense of adversity against the jaguars being down 14 to zero and you know in a rainy game and able to come back not only offensively but the defense made big big plays to get the ball back and uh the offense you know took advantage from there um yeah uh, they were down 14 to nothing against a good Jags team, a very underrated Jaguars team, and you know that was their first sense of adversity. And you know, like these little mishaps I've been talking about with these good teams, they didn't let it affect their win loss column. So they're four zero. They're the best team in football right now. Um, yeah. So as it looks, Bills, Chiefs, or Eagles, Chiefs, Super Bowl possibly. We shall see. I don't think it's gonna be that. I think it's gonna be Bills, Eagles right now. But there's a lot of football still to play left in the season. Uh, that about covers it for the podcast today. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you enjoyed listening. Whatever you may be listening on, YouTube, Spotify. Um, yeah, I think we're almost edging episode 50. I think it's 49 now, but 50 might be next week. I'm not sure. I'll have to take a look. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. And I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. And peace.